Hello and welcome to the Gambit Podcast. This is a Grand Arena podcast put on by myself, SoloBase15, and my good friend Zareth. Zareth, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? I, uh, you know, I'm I'm doing well as just uh, like you. I'm, let's see, we're two, two rounds in through this Grand Arena. I still haven't lost, and that always makes me happy. Um... Big news, big news this week, though. Actually, just big news a couple hours ago. General Skywalker is coming into the game, and it's going to be a Malak-style event. It's going to, instead of requiring 10 characters, it's going to require 15 characters and a bunch of ships. How are you feeling about it? <laughs> uh, well... I'm ready for it. I've been ready for like a month, so I, I'm good. Like, there's some like really super greedy part of me, and, and the part that loves chaos and rage, that wishes that it had happened like a month ago, just to see Reddit completely explode. But um, I don't actually mean that. You know, I'm... well, don't worry, they're gonna explode anyway. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, what, it's what we do. Yeah. Yep. That's. You know, the, the wretched hive of scum and villainy and all that that is that can be Reddit at times. Not everyone on Reddit is horrible. <laughs> uh, but the so <laughs> I'm in agreement with you on these characters or being ready, I should say. I'm also in agreement with you that I wish this came a couple weeks earlier. But. Either way, this is going to have a huge implication on Grand Arena. Um, all the tunes required are required to be 7-star and 17,700 GP. The ships are required to be 40,000 GP. And it's basically uh, five Galactic Republic ships. One of them has to be the ETA Starfighter. Um then we're going to get to use a team of Ahsoka, 3PO, Kenobi, Padme, and Shock T, because they all blend together. Uh, and then finally, we get to be Separatists, which are Asajj, B1, B2, and Magna. Um, you know, one thing I will say, the Separatists, we've needed them for territory battles. So I hope people have been gearing them anyway for TB to help your guild. Um, the Galactic Republic team, I mean, you knew Shock T was going to be the panic farm. I think everybody saw that coming oh, yeah. from a mile away. I hoped. I, I spent a lot of resources to get it farmed up quick. <laughs> I, I would actually, I would genuinely be angry if she wasn't included in this. <laughs> yeah, I, I would too. You know, I didn't, I, w I wasn't able to save crystals for about a month and a half because I was doing four refreshes on the node daily. And then I bought all the weekly uh, shipments of her as well. <laughs> I'm glad to see that it was worth it doing that. And not just because she's a fantastic character in Grand Arena right now. Well, yeah, she, she was worth it regardless, but uh, maybe not like that level of panic. And so... I don't know. It's good when it's good when all these resources that are expended are actually going to get me something. Yeah, I, I was starting to feel a little salty, honestly. 
And now I just hope that she's actually the fifth member of that team because I, I have her double Zeta and, uh, <laughs> you know, I hope I didn't waste those Zetas. Well, you know, um, and I agree with you. I, I hope that she is. But if she's not, uh, the one good thing is she fits really well on Padme squads, actually. She's uh, there's, there's alternate squads that don't involve some of the more peripheral characters. Um, and she's she's one of them. So she'll fit in somewhere. But I've, I did Zeta her leadership. Like, that's going to be a wasted Zeta, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> probably me too but if she goes to padme i'm assuming it's actually going to be ahsoka that comes in as the fifth with the clones just because of how those reworks kind of worked out and making her part of the 501st so we might see a trade there of one jedi for another so we'll see how this plays out we're supposed to get more info on the kits this week by the time this posts, who knows? We might actually have a kit. Maybe. Or they're still reworking the kit to make sure it's strong enough or something. Ah, they do that after they release it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be interesting. I'm, I I kind of wish that they had trolled us and said that General, General Anakin was coming. Because I know that there was like... 20 posts on reddit maybe i'm exaggerating but I, I feel like it just kept coming up people like it should not be general anakin it should be general skywalker and it was like well obviously like just because someone called it general anakin in some video or something everyone's overreacting yeah so uh yeah speaking of reddit and rumors i have to say i'm very happy that the fake rumor that i knew was a fake rumor that pretty much everyone knew it was a fake rumor of Kit Fisto and the rest of the Grandmaster Council being needed. So happy that's not true. I just, I had such a long, hard laugh. Like, the guy who made that actually, like, owned it. He was like, no, this is just fake. Like, whatever. I, and, and then, I, and, yeah, it's and, then spread. and then all these big <laughs> YouTubers are, are picking it up. They're like, but what if it's true? Like, maybe it's true. And I'm like, well... Uh, you know, but what if I say something and then you make a video on it that it, maybe it's true? You know, maybe they required Jawas to unlock yeah. him because uh, you know he he talked to him on Tatooine at, at one point in Episode Two. Like, I, I don't yeah, know. I did. Yeah. That that was that was probably but. the most hilarious uh, rumor chain ever. Yeah, I, I you know I. <laughs> I think next time, one of us should just post on Discord, hide that we posted it ourselves, and say, hey, this reliable source told me we're going to need Tuscans yeah. to get First yeah. Order. Go figure. <laughs> I'm sure that they've had dealings. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any like textual evidence of that, but I assume that's true. So, yeah, you're on to something. <laughs> um no, I, I actually, I wanted to point it out. You actually called it a while ago. I don't know if you remember, but we were all talking about it. And this is like a fight on Camino, And we were, we had been talking about like, you know, Malik, my Malik's event required both light side and dark side, you know, like kind of both sides contributing to this fight. And I was like, I don't know what, how that could happen, you know, how they could engineer that. And you were like, well, they were all on Camino, uh, you know, maybe that's what it is. And we all, like talked about how cool that would be. And then it 
I don't know. We we kind of dropped it, but you absolutely called it, sir. So hats off to you. <laughs> Thank. You. I just thought of a fun event, and apparently they did too. So it's going to be interesting to see how this event goes. It's four tiers, which I think is quite interesting. You know, Malik was only the two levels, um, and I'm really interested to see tier three where they give you the tunes to use and kind of what the strategy is going to be behind that because they have talked about how they enjoy the puzzle aspect of these events now and that it's hopefully going to be more than just the other team takes two turns before you get a turn which is just miserable so i'm excited to see how this plays out both you and i are ready for it and uh hopefully next week's podcast has us placing our first general skywalker in that round of grand arena that's true yeah well let's see yeah so we won't be able to use it for the upcoming the chromium round uh but we'll be able to use it in the erodium round where we're hope we'll hopefully get into erodium and close to kyber theoretically yeah yep hopefully <laughs> yes sir yeah that that's exciting um uh, personally on a personal level like i am excited but we just haven't had a new character for so long i i've just been dying to get new kits and we'll get we'll get our new kit uh for skywalker and then hopefully pretty soon we'll it'll be closely followed by kits like kiati mundi and uh whatever random other clone they want to add to the to the score and probably the malevolence and all of that like we'll get a bunch of more kits so yeah, I, I will say my favorite part about this announcement is I can stop hoarding in about five days. Um, <laughs> I've, I've been hoarding Zetas and Omegas since August and because I just haven't known what's coming. So by the time this event comes out, I should have four Zetas saved and about 135 Omegas. Wow. Um, and all of them will be gone this weekend. <laughs> I'll save probably like 25 Omegas. Everything else just fly off the board so I can level up tunes finally. Yeah, no, that's that's a great, uh, that'll be, that's a good feeling. I hate hoarding as well. And I've done a horrible job. I have two Zetas, 2.1, I guess, if you want to be technical. So, um, you know, hopefully I'll be able to, I hope he doesn't need more than two. I guess we'll see. Um, uh, one thing that we didn't point out actually, um, that we were discussing, like we've been all anticipating this Skywalker being released. We've been thinking that he was going to be a Malak style event and somehow it never crossed my mind that maybe we would have to farm him after five stars. Like with Malak, we had to farm him, uh, after we unlocked him and that was a huge pain and it took like four months to finally get him seven stars and I will be shocked if we get it, if we unlock him at seven stars like i'm pretty sure it'll be five stars unfortunately i agree with you um you know the one thing i was talking to one of our other officers about earlier was what if we use the guild event token once to unlock him and we have to have the serious or to continue to shard him up, I should say. We have to have the serious conversation of, do we go back to Hoth? <laughs> because you get more guild event token ones um, from doing Hoth, and it'll put us ahead of the game for Skywalker 
but kind of behind the eight ball when it comes to Kenobi capital ship. Um, it'll be interesting conversations once we find out how you farm him. It will be interesting. And I, I think the answer is for our guild, at least, you know, and maybe I'm wrong, but there's going to be enough people in our guild who don't unlock Skywalker that um, there are going to be a lot of people who are already bitter that they didn't get him. And if we have to go to Hoth and deprive them of, you know, better rewards uh, just for our, uh, like the 10 of us who unlock him, they might be a little bitter. I don't know. I think you're probably right. I also think you underestimate how many people are pissed that we don't have the Vader's Fist uh, title right now. So I think it actually could be sold for at least one of them. You're right, actually. that That's such an asinine argument. But yeah, we can... <laughs> I I wonder if we could probably do it. Like, we're already get Yeah, we're high relic levels. Like, Oh yeah, we could that... easily do it at this point. I think my personal theory, and this is going a little far afield, but my personal theory is that uh, CG in a in a gesture of uh, goodwill and love for the player base will generously bestow upon us one free uh, Hoth territory battle on Christmas week or something. You know, like in addition to it also being territory war territory war week, something like that, like something that's outside the normally scheduled territory battles and it'll give all guilds the opportunity to get that feat and give us a bunch of extra currency that would be nice i would enjoy that i know i very rarely have um theories where cg is benevolent and gracious but i i don't know i've thought that for a while and for whatever reason i I think that that's what they're gonna do so uh, you know you had your awesome um prediction about Camino, and this is my uh, way less likely uh, scenario <laughs> uh, prediction. I, d- I don't think it. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> CG, if you're listening, uh, do this. Yeah. Heck, make it for Thanksgiving so it's sooner. Uh, anyways, I think we've probably discussed Skywalker about as much as we need to. Um uh, let's talk about our results. Solo, how did you do this week? I know you already said you're 2-0, and o, which is fantastic and expected, but um, how have things been going? Uh, well, the first round was, you know, basically just a regular round. Last round, though, I, my opponent decided to put both Revens on defense. Uh, I saw that and questioned it, because how was he going to beat my you know, Grievous team and all the other teams I placed on defense. And his Darth Revan team actually had mine beat for speed on Revan and speed on Badstola. And so going into the round, I was very nervous. How was I going to beat this team? Was I going to break up some of my teams to bring Yoda into the fight so I could try and survive? Well, I got into the fight, and he broke up both Revan teams. So, Badstola was on an EP team. Revan was by himself with no Malik. Um, He kept Malik for offense, so I have no clue how he used them. And then, those were in the front. So, I, I get through the front, and I, you know, I'm faced in the back with clones with Jarrus and R2, 
uh, a strong Grievous team, a uh, Knight Sister team that had two Relic Sevens on it, and then this Jedi Knight Revan team that was Revan Jolie, Yoda, a G11 Plo, and a G12 Qui-Gon. Problem is... Uh, you know, I, I used Padme against the Night Sisters. I got her, or I took them off the board, and that was a fight in and of itself just because of the R7s on that team. And it left me with my Treya, my, my Jedi Knight Revan, and my troopers to go up against clones, uh, Grievous, and his Jedi Knight Revan. So... I knew the only chance I had against his Grievous was my Jedi Knight Revan team. I knew the way to beat that clone team was going to have to be Treya. Uh, and actually, it was Treya with Malak in the team. Um, because since his Malak wasn't placed with his Darth Revan team, I didn't need to use mine. <coughs> and so, so I put Malak with Treya, which is a fantastic addition. Um and that left either my uh, Newt and Watt team, which we'll talk about a little later, or Troopers to go up against his Jedi Knight Revan. And I can now officially say Troopers can beat Jedi Knight Revan because <laughs> I beat them in one shot. I didn't think it was going to happen. Uh, four of my Troopers survived. I only lost Snow because he got marked. But... His G11 Plo let me focus down Plo quickly because my Stark ended up going first. Um, so I was able to take out Plo the first time. And then, you know, <clears throat> Revan keeps him alive when he reaches 1% health. So I took him out a second time, got the turn meter train going. Uh, Revan did get his mark off. Yoda actually gave the killing blow on Snowtrooper, and then I was able to clear the rest of the team. Um, so there you go. I don't advise it for anyone listening, but if you have a fast enough trooper team and they hit hard enough, they can take out a mediocre Jedi Knight Revan team. <laughs> and weren't you saying he was super salty about it? Like your opponent was <laughs> questioning... Was. He was. He uh, he messaged me in game afterwards to figure out how I could have possibly scored uh, 1903 against his offense or against his defense. Uh, <clears throat> and so all my counters made sense. And I purposely saved troopers beating JKR for last. And he he, he literally just said, thank you. And then left <laughs> the room completely. Well, all right, there you go. That might be my response too. I mean, <laughs> yeah. troop, troopers beating one of my best squads. <laughs> I took a picture. I have proof that it really did happen. Um, That's funny. <laughs> but moral of that story is don't break up your best team on defense in the way he did. And don't place both Revens on D because I beat his entire defense in one shot. And he lost to five of my teams. So, um, you know, I won by 101 points. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's pretty atrocious. I love it though. That's, 
that that makes me happy honestly and him being a jerk about it makes it even better because oh yeah absolutely yeah i have a similar story when i get to when we get to the alt section but um (laughs) maybe not as cool but uh troopers against jedi (laughs) revan is hard to beat so that was my week uh how's how's your week going in grand arena So my Grand Arena has been going well so far. Um, my very first attack in the first round was horrible. I used Phoenix and uh, attacked Old Republic, which is something I usually have in hand. And I just timed out. I did manage to kill a couple of their guys, but I timed out. And if I had six minutes, it, I would have gotten full 60 banners, I'm pretty sure. But I didn't have six minutes. I had five. And so Zalbar and I think Karth got taken out and um I, I got hung with a fail on my very first attack of the season so um, you know if you guys want to check out my fail uh go to my youtube channel and look no further than the first attack that i make and uh, it's fantastic and i actually like fast forwarded through it while i was doing my commentary on my video because um it was like one of the like the most boring fails ever <laughs> It was like a catastrophic wave of me not being able to get armor shred on Solbar when I needed to. So anyways, um, after that, I have not failed an attack yet um, in either of my rounds. And in that first round, I was actually able to um, get up to 1901 banners. And, um, you know, in Division 1, if you get 1920 banners, then that's like what I consider to be a max score, like a, a... you know, the highest score you can get. And I realized that some people are able to get higher than that. It's not very common, um, you know, but there are there are the different modifiers for having undersized squads and everything. But I consider a 1920 to be uh, perfect. And so uh, I, I dropped 20 banners in my failed attack against Old Republic, but then I was able to, um, I got perfect scores on all of my other attacks and even picked up an extra banner. So... 1901, great. Uh, put some pressure on my opponent because if they failed even one attack, then uh, they'd be sunk. And they failed. They failed at least one, and then they they kind of just struggled against the rest of my teams. Like they beat them all in one hit, but lost a ton of banners, and I ended up winning by a huge amount. So uh, got the win on that one, and then the second one, um, I was able to hit their first four squads. You know, the, the first two zones pretty uh successfully i only dropped like five banners and then i walked away for a while and in the interim they attacked they failed two attacks uh, one of which was on my new watt team which is exciting and uh they failed those attacks they also uh kind of that they dropped i think an extra 31 banners something like that um on top of that and then i was able to finish with barely dropping any banners so it, it's been I don't want to say easy, like there, there have definitely been difficult squads, but there hasn't been anything that I've been like, whoa, I can't handle this. I think I'm just going to lose. Like, you know, losing to that old Republic squad was uh, a little painful, but, um, you know, it, it's nothing I can't, couldn't overcome apparently. So, um, and then 
in the finals round, it's going to be interesting. I, my prediction is that my opponent puts Darth Revan on defense a lot because looking at their uh, stats, they have a ton of defenses and they don't have a ton of zone clears, though they have, uh, they made it to a rhodium last round. So my prediction is that they put Revan on defense because, uh, because that, that gets some wins for whatever reason. Um, and then their opponents also put Revan on defense and then they're not able to clear Revan and their opponent's not able to clear Revan and they just rack up all sorts of defenses. So that's my prediction. We'll see if it's actually true, but um, it's fun actually looking at the stats that they're providing us and seeing if they can actually tell a story that uh, allows us to predict what's going to happen. Uh, you know, like, Oh, this opponent only has like eight defenses they probably have really weak defenses. It's uh, yeah. I, I look at the same thing at the start of every round. Um, and you know, the more we kind of do this and the more we talk to people, I'm finding more and more people that are going heavy defense and then are only finishing with, you know, 1850 banners or something along those lines because they can't clear but they're counting on their opponents to not be able to clear as well which is a strategy i completely disagree with um for a number of reasons one being you you give up the potential for any feats that are out there because a lot of them are you know defeat a team on their first win or uh clear x amount of territories and you can't do that if you're going heavy defense but the other reason is just simply you give yourself a better shot to win if you're able to clear your opponent and if you're setting defenses down where you can't you know at the start you can't clear your opponent uh, you're setting yourself up to fail a little bit Oh yeah, I agree. I mean, there, there's like this, uh, there's like two schools of thought almost like one is you, you're depend, you're counting on yourself. Like you're putting all the power it, you know, on yourself to be able to win. Like that means that you're going to be more efficient than your opponent. Like you just go in assuming they're going to full clear you, but that you're going to, you've placed the right teams on defense to snag your opponent a little bit. Um, and then also you've all, uh, you have the skill and the teams to be able to full clear your opponent more efficiently. Uh, and then there's the other school of thought, which you're talking about here where um, people put everything on defense and they're, they're not hoping for a skilled win necessarily. Um, they're hoping for their opponents to fail. And there's just, there's just too many good players out there and there's too much RNG for me to want to put my fate in uh, making make a game into Kyber and having it be my entire strategy, uh, depending on my opponents to fail. Like I always play, assuming my opponent is going to full clear me with zero fails. Agreed. That's that's how I play as well. It's how I think you have to play because I've noticed where we are in Division One. I, I always get cleared. Even this past guy that went heavy defense with both Revens out there on defense. He may have lost five times, but he still got the clear. Um, so, so I, if you don't expect your opponent to get a full clear, I think you're kind of 
setting yourself up for failure. You know, and there are, there are just good enough players out there. It's like not everyone is able to get an efficient clear. You know, not everyone can beat, uh, you know, Re- High Relic Nest with Jedi Training Ray, but there are enough people out there who can, and you just don't know, like, maybe this is their day, or maybe they just, maybe they just get lucky, but one way or another, like, they can full, everyone can do it, especially at the 5 million GP mark, like, everyone's got all the teams, and, you know, just assuming that people don't, are, are going to stub their toe on your defenses is in my opinion, a little bit uh, passive. It's too passive for my taste anyways. Um, So we can move on from our kind of recap on our Grand Arena results. Um, And uh, we have a couple questions for the podcast. People have been using our uh, Discord channel, which is great. You guys should absolutely come and join us at some point there. Um, Our first question is from Goat Roper. And his question is, what do you think some relic uniques or leadership abilities should be? And I've given this zero thought. So Solo, you're up. Oh, that's, that's dangerous. Um, you know, there's a lot of interesting mechanics out there that you could go with. So <clears throat> let me go with the clones first because they were a first to love and now they luckily are coming back. Uh you know, I would love the relics to kind of tie them all together a little more, um, almost like the troopers do. So any faction, I would love the troopers' ability of sharing uniques. I would love relics to grant that to basically every faction out there, because I, I think it just solidifies the team so well. And obviously there there would have to be some balancing issues, because... You look at a faction like uh, Jedi that are going to have ridiculously strong uniques. Um, And so you'd have to balance it a little bit or you'd have to be careful of just because there's, what, 16 or 17 of them. um, You have to make sure that it's not game breaking. But so for my relic, you know, unique or leadership, it would be that we turn all of the the factions into a faction that's like troopers or even Phoenix, where they kind of share synergy uh, amongst each other. It's a great idea. I mean, just going off of that idea, like what if suddenly uh night sister, uh, what, what is her even, even her name? Like not acolyte initiate. Oh yeah. Um, yep. Like what if suddenly she had a unique that all of the night sisters got, like retribution or something, you know, as long as she's in the squad, like, would that be enough to maybe not have spirit in there? Just destroying people. Like that, yeah, that's yep. a good question. Cause that would certainly be scary though. If you, you know, Oh, and then, right. I wonder if that would pair in with a thousand lead where they counterattack, use a basic and then call somebody else to assist. I mean, that just sounds downright scary. Right, right. And maybe that wouldn't be balanced. You know, we're obviously just kind of uh, thinking up theoretical abilities here. But, like, it it might also be enough to rope me into gearing certain characters that I hate. (laughs) 
Absolutely. So, uh, you know, one thing I would really like to see for Relic Unique would be some way to make Stormtrooper Han's taunt more consistent. Like, what if he got a Relic that basically made uh him like a mini watt character you know like he he goes first and taunts and he can't lose his taunt until he's out of protection or something yeah that would be fantastic and full disclosure for the rest of the pod that doesn't know about once a week one of us will message the other and with a picture of stormtrooper han and the amount of zetas we have saved up and say i think we're gonna do this (laughs) We, we yeah. neither one of us have done it yet, but <laughs> it feels like every week one of us is talking about it. That day will come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's um, he's definitely a character that I like. I love his kit. I love, I love a lot of things. He's just not quite there. Like his taunt goes away so fast, and then it takes too long to get it back up. So if there would be a way for him to reduce his uh cooldowns or something like to me that would be wonderful yeah it, it really would be yeah that's that's my wish list uh you know and that's just like for one character but like that that would be enough to make him relevant again for sure we'd see about that i think he's relevant right now <laughs> sure i guess he'd be in more discussions then um you're right. Like I use him too. Well, not my current iteration, but he's gear twelve. Like I'm absolutely going to get him thirteen at some point and put a Zeta on him because because it's coming. Yeah, yeah. It'll be. Yeah, I can't argue. <laughs> yep. So, um, you know, that's that's a couple ideas we had. I've heard that Vader's supposed to be getting some kind of force choke ability, which honestly, I always thought that that was his ability that he used, like his first special all of his dots and stuff. I thought that was like him choking the other team. Maybe I'm just crazy, but I kind of assume that too. So yeah, we're in the same boat and thinking that, you know, something scary that I heard, I saw a meme, um, but it, it scared me at, they were saying like, okay, so all of these relics are weapons. What's going to happen when they introduce <laughs> relic armor to our characters? <laughs> let's not give them ideas all right seriously i i puckered up a little i won't lie but <laughs> uh anyways so uh we had one other question though um from general hawk and he wanted to know where else can troopers be used other than night sisters um and uh, there there are a ton of places but you can start solo jenna revan apparently um, <laughs> always, like said, always take do that. that counter. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a hard counter right there. No, uh, realistically, um, if you get your Stark fast enough, and you could probably talk about this better than I can, it's it's going to be a bounty hunter counter. Uh, get your Stark to go before whatever ridiculous speed bosk the other team has, thanks to the Django lead, and they're going to wipe out bounty hunters before they even get a turn. Um, I've seen them, uh, you know, take out some of the weaker Karth teams. Um, you know, there's the Newt Watt team that I think you actually did. There's actually been a couple Watt teams that I've used for troopers, you know, being able to, 
if you can use Thrawn uh, to be able to tie up a tank, then troopers just shoot up the squishy middle part of the team and and then they just destroy whatever taunting tank is uh, left over. Like that's that's absolutely viable. Um, maybe less viable if Nest is in there because Nest takes a while. She's not necessarily um, squishy or easy to kill, especially for troopers, but that absolutely works. Um, both the Old Republic version, like if you take Thrawn as your fifth, or uh, depending on what tank it is, um, the new Twat Dooku team with a tank, you can also focus down one of those characters. So, uh, you know, if you if you just take normal troopers without Thrawn, you might even be able to just focus down the tank before anything else happens. So um, that's, a, that's definitely a good use. Let's see. Really, any what any squad that has one squishy member that that's easily killed, uh, that your troopers can go before. Like if you can focus down one character and start that turn meter train, you're probably good to go. Um, and that's uh, that's honestly how I beat Jedi Knight Revan. There was a G11 Plo Koon, and quite frankly, even if he was G12, Plo is quite squishy anyway. Um, and I knew I was going to go first because his Revan was only, I think, 273 or 275. And my Stark is sitting at 311 right, right now. Um, so I, I was able to go first, get a quick kill. And the second the troopers get the kill, it just, it, it, they can go nuts. And then once... Once you get someone completely removed from the board, then you get death mark, and it's just this crazy, like, it's hard to lose once they really start that turn meter train. Um, right. uh, first Order, I haven't tried it myself, but I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about First Order being a good uh, target for troopers. I could see that. Take out a quick uh, First Order officer, and yeah, there you um, go. It can be a little tricky if... Uh, Kylo un unmasked has his taunt up his pre-taunt but I mean maybe you can even focus him down if he's weak enough um, I don't know but that that's absolutely something and, and really I think the general rule is just if your Stark is faster than whatever their fastest character is troopers probably have a shot yeah so yeah um I would advise, I've done this, my Stark is 320 speed before the Veer's upgrade uh, in leadership. So he's at, he's at an effective 340. And then I also put a Zeta on him. So he's also reducing turn meter on everyone the second he goes. So um, there are a lot of teams that he can counter. Uh, our next section segment is called Counter of the Week. And we have kind of a unique one for you. It's generated a lot of interest. Um, and Solo's actually made a video about it. So, um, Solo, can you tell us just a little bit about the um, new fancy way that you kill Geos? Sure. The answer is what? Um, <clears throat> you know, these teams are coming out and every team needs to be beaten by Treya. And unfortunately, Treya usually is reserved for Geonosians just because it's almost always a guaranteed win. Um, so with Watt coming out, the idea is how do you kill the Geos and save Treya for some other team? And the answer is Watt. Um, specifically, 
as you said, I just made a video out that kind of explains the dynamics of the team, but it's going to be a newt lead with Watt, uh, <clears throat> Dooku, then you want Zalbar and Vandor Chewy, and it's kind of a crazy mix of a team. But essentially, what's happening is Watt gives the shield generator to uh, Zalbar. And so Zalbar is going to taunt whenever he has protection. He's going to gain 30% max protection back at the start of every one of his turns, which means after every turn, he's going to be taunting. And um, Watt is actually applying dots on the Geos as well. And if you have the Zalbar Zeta, he's going to heal based off of dots that are applied on the other team at the start of every one of his turns. And more importantly, in between turns, uh, Zalbar stacks defense every time he's hit and not killed. And so by the time the sixth Geo is hitting him, he's added 120% defense, which means they're hitting for, you know, 800 health or 1,000 health as opposed to hitting for any real numbers. Um, meanwhile, while that's going on, uh, Watt has given Newt the weapon mod tech, which gives Newt 15% turn meter every time the enemy takes a turn. So Newt's going to be taking a whole bunch of turns. Um, and he's applying extortion to every single Geo and every time he applies extortion, he's doing 20% max health damage. So it's a team that's going to slowly, and I do stress slowly, decrease the turn or the uh, health pool of the Geos so that when all is said and done, you can take them out. Um, <clears throat> you want Dooku in there to hide the three Separatist characters. You want Vandor Chewie in there just in case Zalbar dies, because if you're going up against, you know, a heavily relicked uh, Geonosian team, there's a chance Zalbar does die, and Vandor Chewie is there to bring him back to life. So if you want to see how this plays out, we'll add the video into our description of the podcast, and you can see how you can potentially save your Treya for that annoying Padme team or whatever other team uh, comes out that needs Treya to save them from. Uh, yeah, it's a fantastic counter. Um, absolutely love being able to see that uh, in action. A <laughs> bunch of like, kind of random characters coming together to kill this uh, horrible bug menace that we have. <laughs> um, right. And one thing I wanted to throw out, um, it's, it's a little bit uh, tangential, but um so when slash if you uh, ever do gear up uh, vendor Chewbacca, I was talking today to uh, Clash. He's the guy who runs the Scoundrels Discord, um, and he's done all this math and all this crazy stuff. Um, one thing he's he's done, he's created this equation for vendor Chewbacca, which um, which is I, I forget what it's called. It's basically like an equation to see how soon. Um, Chewbacca Vander can get uh, his protect or his prepared up, and uh, so like when you're gear twelve, 
it's uh, it's like this ratio between your protection and your health based on this kit. And when you hit gear twelve, like you, it's it hits a certain number. But when you hit gear thirteen, it actually increases the length of time it takes to get uh, prepared up on vendor. And so, so if you ever get him to gear thirteen, be prepared to get him to relic four or higher immediately. Because that's the that's the point that the formula like evens out again. So relic four on gear thirteen, vendor or bust, according to Clash, which I actually trust because he's spent some crazy resources on those guys. <laughs> Interesting and good to know. Uh, I can honestly say I was not in a rush to get my. Vandor up to G13 anytime soon. See, he's actually on my list right now. He's on my favorites. He's getting close to it. So, yeah, he's going to go with Nest. It's going to be annoying. <laughs> uh, anyways, that that is a really cool uh, team. And uh, if, if you guys are listening from iTunes or Spotify or a different platform that doesn't actually have the description uh, with the link in it, you can search for Solo's... Uh, youtube channel it's solo s-o-l-o bass b-a-s-s 15 um you should be able to find his channel and get right to the um video there so that's the counter of the week uh let's talk about our alts a little bit and solo told me last time or maybe it was two times ago two weeks ago that he was um done with his alt he was out and now Solo has something to tell everyone. Hi, I'm Solo, and I have a problem. <laughs> Hi, Solo. Um, <laughs> so I like Grand Arena too much, and so I did. I, I have retired the alt for the most part. It it hasn't left <laughs> rank twenty five in Arena, so <laughs> it's still ranked twenty five. But that's not because I'm playing Arena battles. It's just because it hasn't fallen yet. Um, but I am using the account for Grand Arena still. I figure it's it'll be the perfect kind of experiment for me where I get to try new teams. Uh, I can tell you in terms of experiments of this podcast, this week my Ewoks got a defense. Um, I'm 1-1 one one overall. Ironically, it was in the loss that the Ewoks got a defense. It was the only team that got a defense. So the, <laughs> the alt is one and one. Uh, we'll see if the alt can go two and one. Like I said, I, I think I'm going to start experimenting just to try out different combinations, different teams with the alt. Uh, and if I find something big, <laughs> I'll tell you guys so that you know. I can tell you this week uh, my experiments did not go well. So we'll see. Fair enough. And um, it, we'll, we're all looking forward to having more content from your uh, alt account. That'll be great. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, for my alt account, um, it's pretty much the same story as last time. People can't beat General Grievous on defense uh, in Grand Arena. And my first opponent was a total jerk and put both Jedi Knight Revan and Darth Revan. And this is at... 2 million GP, less than 2 million GP, actually. Fully Zated, really good mods, um, like uh, amazing squads, you know, with Malak, everything. Um, 
at 2 million GP, put them both on defense. And, you know, like just was kind of daring me to be able to beat him, I guess. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, this is similar to your story solo about uh, earlier, you know, you face someone who put both, uh, both Revens on defense. And so I just used Commander Luke and that team to kill his Jedi Revan because that's a thing. Like if you know the formula, then you can do it. Um, As you know, assuming you have the right level of gear and speeds. And I did. And, um, you know, I just flew through th- that zone and one other zone in the back. And my opponent uh, lost one attack against my Palpatine team. And he lost 20 attacks against my General Grievous squad and never beat it. So I think it serves him right for putting both of those guys down on defense at 2 million. Like he was basically just counting on me not being able to clear anything and me having a poor playing experience. So I'm glad that I got to turn the tables on him and hand him a poor playing experience. (laughs) Uh, And I don't even feel guilty saying that. It's horrible. Um, (laughs) But... uh, I don't know, like 20 attacks. I don't even know what he was doing. Like, he clearly didn't have 20 teams with that account. So, um, that's about it. I've won both of my rounds pretty, uh, pretty well. My second round opponent attacked once and gave up. So, um, that was that for me. Um, alt life for the win. Um, you know, Something that people ask me a lot is what I'm doing to prepare for uh, future rounds of Grand Arena. You know, the next the next three uh, pairing, yeah, um, or, you know, the, the next group of eight, I should say. Um, and, you know, I'm always, I always have some scheme or other going. Um, you know, and so does Solo. We talk about this a lot. Um, Solo, what, what kind of things are you working on right now? What schemes are you hatching? Well... Jedi Knight Anakin will be my first R7. He's at R6 right now. Uh, so he's about to jump to R7. From there, I, I won't be R7ing anyone until we figure out the team that goes with General Skywalker. Because um, I'll get that team up. So I was actually planning on uh, applying a couple R7s just because I couldn't wait anymore. And then the announcement came today just at the right time to prevent me from doing that uh, and making a mistake. So Jedi Knight Anakin, um, other than that, I've been really working on my troopers. I want to get them all, well, I want to get four of them up to R4 if I can. You know, I got Snowtrooper up to R4 last week. Uh, just in time for Grand Arena, so I could use him. I'm about uh, 125 Cryotech away from getting both Range and Death Trooper up to G13, and then get some Relics on them. Um, And then, you know, I've put off working on Troopers for so long, but now uh, I, I think I've solved the formula with them and I, I really want to push them for this next grand arena because they will give me my ninth attack team which means that a i'm going to have a little bit of play that i can do you know i'm not going to be running thin where every attack 
has to be perfect just because you don't have teams to clean up another team if it's not perfect. Um, so I'll have my ninth attack team, and it'll take a little pressure off me when choosing who to fight and what teams to counter with. Uh, so that's my week in preparation, Zareth. What are you doing? I, I've been working on Nest a lot lately. She's um, so obnoxious at high relic levels. And if you listened to the podcast last week or you watched my video on my YouTube channel um, about relic theory, I actually really think that we're all better served. Well, well the people who are following the strategy, I should say, um, are better served by not heavily investing in relics right now, like farm the materials and certainly be working on relic. Like there are certain characters that you want to target, but um, people who are just like putting relics out there in general, um, like it increases your GP by such a huge amount, every relic level, like 900 GP. Um, and then those characters are all in your top 80. And that's the, uh, that's how they do matchmaking. They take your top 80, at least in divisions like one and two. You know, they take your top characters at GP and match them against your uh, your groups. They pair them with a similar uh, GP group um, that have, you know, with those top, you know, 40 or 80 or 60 characters, whatever it is. So um, you're, you're increasing your likelihood of matching up with someone who has uh, applied their relics more efficiently or they've put more gear on characters. And so um, I've already maybe gone on a, at length a little too long here, but um, I will link that in the video description um, as well. The, the um, it, you, you can listen to either the podcast, our most recent episode or uh, my video on YouTube. Um, but the, the TLDR of that is uh, you want to target specific characters to be, to high to be high relic levels and otherwise um just kind of work on gear 13 like gear 13 is way more efficient and, and way more impactful so that's what i've been doing um you know i love that solo's going full gear 13 with troopers i'm i'm super excited to see how that's going to pan out for him i already have troopers with two gear 13s um and i'll probably end up going to at least one more with death trooper so uh we'll see um so all of this is a preamble to say that I've put a lot of relics on Nest because she's one of the characters that I've targeted um, for high relic levels. She is super obnoxious on her own at relic seven. Um, like she's obnoxious on her own at gear 12. So um, at, at relic seven, I'm excited to see what she does. Um, and Jedi and Anakin, I put him up to relic seven already because the ship is great and He's just great. He one shots lots of things. So, um, and then I've just been working on putting gear 13 on dudes. Um, Rex just got his, uh, gear 13 today and I guess we'll see. I'm going to wait until we see general Skywalker's kit before I put any more gear on the guys. But that's generally what I've been doing is just mostly just scheming, honestly, <laughs> hoarding gear. Well, with Skywalker coming, I wish I hoarded more gear, but I uh, just geared a bunch of troopers, so <laughs> I guess not. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, those troopers are going to do well for you, though. I mean, I think they're one of those squads that just really shine at the higher gear, higher gear levels. If you put some investment in, if you don't put much into them, you're not going to get much out. So, 
you know, putting high speed on Stark, like it's costing me my third best speed set. But now I never, ever have to worry about fast Bosk teams or with Django lead. Um, and there's a ton of other squads that they counter too, because Stark is so fast. And, you know, theoretically, I can also beat Night Sisters with them. So, um, anyways, that's what we're preparing for. Uh, we got our finals starts tomorrow. So, wish us both luck on that. And uh, we have a number of other uh, resources available for you guys. Uh, they're just free for you guys to check out. Hopefully they can enhance your gameplay. Uh, they're good uh, reference materials. So Solo, can you uh, kind of give us a recap of what kind of things are available? Sure. We have, um, well, we both have YouTube channels. You know, your YouTube channel focuses kind of on your daily grand arena grind and then kind of peels off of that to make a, a couple other videos that focus on basically the teams you faced uh, mine a little <laughs> less productive <laughs> or consistent I, you should say but what I like to do is when new teams come out you know I'll give sort of the in-depth look on how they work um we also have a counter sheet that is saved in Google Docs. Um, what the sheet does is, you know, it lists the full team that we faced from all five members, not just the leader. It's going to list the full team we used to beat them. Again, all five members, not just the leader. And then most importantly, and I think most usefully, it is going to uh, have a YouTube link. So you can have a timestamped link that'll bring you to a video that shows you that exact battle, which lets you see the turn order, the uh, turns, how you use the turns, and how successful the attack was in getting banners. So uh, I, I think it's actually probably the best counter sheet out there because of that. Um, and then finally, we have a Discord server where um, we're willing to take any and all questions, any discussion about Grand Arena, how you're doing, how you can do better, etc. It's all there uh, on our Discord server, and you can grab the link as we discussed from the uh, just from the description below, or if you're on iTunes or Spotify, if you find. Either one of our YouTube pages, our videos link all three of these documents in them as well. So uh, that's kind of the stuff that we can use out there. Yes, sir. Um, lots of great things. And some of it is even flashy. So <laughs> <laughs> and with that, guys, it's on to um, our awkward leave taking. Thank you for watching or listening. And uh, this has been Zareth. Uh, and remember that in all things, Zareth prevails. And Solo is always right. <laughs>